through the magic of theater and the magic of the podcast Wayback Machine. And food and drink. And food and drink and ale in a, in a tavern. I'm sitting here with John Hemmings and Henry Condell, the editors of Shakespeare's first folio, the first collected works of William Shakespeare, um, in the persons of Jim Ortlieb as John Hemmings and Gregory Linnington as Henry Condell. Gentlemen. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Aren't you in this play as well? <laughs> Briefly. I'm like a guest star in this video. Oh, very funny. <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. Thanks for subscribing, streaming, or downloading and listening to us on your computer or tablet or phone. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 573, Hemmings and Condal. In her new play, The Book of Will, Lauren Gunderson imagines what Shakespeare's fellow actors John Hemmings and Henry Condell had to accomplish to publish the first folio, the first collection of Shakespeare's plays. In the Northlight Theatre production here in Chicago, Actors Jim Ortlieb and Gregory Linnington play Hemmings and Condell. Jim's a veteran of Broadway, TV, and film, and Gregory, in addition to stage, film, and TV credits across the country, spent 12 seasons at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival in Ashland. So I thought it'd be fun to sit down together in a local Chicago tavern to get their insights into what it's like playing these two literary saviors. God, I've already done a handful of podcasts talking about what a fan I am of this play, The Book of Will, and the fact that I get to be in it uh, is is huge. The fact that I get to be in it with you two, Gregory, who we just met on this process, but who we have mutual friends who rave about you, and Jim Ortlieb, a man who I have lost roles to on television <laughs> in Los Angeles. Talk to me a little bit about how you began to approach this. Did either of you know anything about John Hemmings or Henry Condell, the, the men that you're playing. Well, this is Jim. Well, I, 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 Jim Ortlieb is going to jump into this just because the microphone is near me. But, <laughs> but uh, for me, for my blood, I think I read the introduction to Shakespeare's works uh, and and Hemmings and Condell's note, right. yeah. which we talk about in the play, uh, for the first time probably in 1983. Maybe 82, when I did my first Shakespeare play. Uh -huh. And I really thought, boy, these guys are not very good writers. Except that last line is really pretty darn good. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. You know, that was the first time I'd ever um, uh, heard about them. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was a long time ago. But I haven't really thought about them much since. You don't think it, 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 it really is, you know, you read that thing and you think, wow, those guys must have written that. <laughs> I know. Well, and, and what amazes me is that you read that. You read that introduction that they wrote, and you go, who are these guys? And and yet, until Lauren Gunderson has written this play, nobody's written a play about the two of them. That's Did you right. know anything about them, Gregory? I, I knew absolutely nothing about them. No, I, I, I have to admit, I skipped that. I never read it. <laughs> you never, I never read it? never read it, no. I was always totally impressed with that last line, because it really is so beautiful. Yeah, that, 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 I think I'd heard that quoted, but I don't think that I'd... I, I certainly didn't... I wasn't interested in it, necessarily. I was interested in Shakespeare. I wasn't You're, interested in them, well, and were you interested in Shakespeare or just the, the plays? The, the plays, yeah. yeah it's yeah. The, the plays, the thing. Da, 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 da. But um, 
And that's what I think is so great about the, this play is that it's a behind, it's a back, it's a backstage story. It is. It's a, it's a, it's a heist. It's a quest. It's, it's a lot of things that are very appealing to a Shakespeare nerd like me. But I'm, I'm finding with the audiences here in Skokie, Illinois, outside of Chicago, theater audiences are going, yeah, this is why we come to the theater. What did you find out in your research then? So obviously, because you are a professional actor, what did you learn about your characters, Gregory Linnington, Henry Connell? Uh, that uh, well, he had uh, I think twelve children, and, and that nine of them died. Uh, that his wife was well-to-do, um, and that he was kind of a second to to Burbage his entire career. He played he played second fiddle to, to Burbage, and second. But I mean, what a fiddle that that yes. was to play. I mean, to get to play Angelo yes. while Burbage is doing the Duke. I mean, that's that's a that's all. He he did pretty well for himself. You're the Scotty Pippen of the Kingsman. He's oh, <laughs> indeed the Scotty Pippen. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I mean, Scotty was no fucking slouch, though. I mean, right? I mean, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, well, and it's funny as we we're now in our third week of performances, I guess. After only a three week and two day rehearsal period, which we can talk about later, yes. we're in our third week of performances, and I'm finding things now. We have one big scene at the beginning where I'm playing Richard Burbage to your Condal and to your and to your Hemmings, and I'm finding things more and more things that I'm pissed off about with you guys, not you as actors as characters. You know, Condal, you say it. Condal admits, I God, I forget some of the lines I'm saying, and I just give you this. Uh, I mean, this is all internal. It's all internal stuff. But it's like, yeah, I, I've wanted to talk to you about that. Maybe you shouldn't tell us this. Oh no, I want you to know. I want you to know. Like, or that whole line about you know, we lost one of our best, John Hemmings, when you quit to become the manager. I'm still pissed about that. Oh my God! You know, because come on, I, we need a Polonius. Oh my God! You're the same thing with you saying uh, it's the only way you get to tell everyone else what to do. Yeah. So, yeah, and, you know, the, the nod that I get, you know, it's like, yeah, I know all too well yeah. because there were no, as we know, we, as we presume, there were no directors. Right. So there were actor managers, right? I mean, this is this is what we understand about it. So I would imagine that Burbage was spending this time directing the hell out of everyone. Oh my That's God. That's not how it went, et cetera, et cetera. That's a great point because I never thought of that line or his job as the lead actor uh, anticipating and, and telegraphing the 19th century actor managers. Yeah. That's really very true, yeah, isn't it? It's true. Well, and, 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 and there's a lot in this play, and we've joked about it in rehearsal. With, there's a lot of many lines in this play that feel like, oh my God, is this exposition? Right. Yes. You know, and that's the challenge is to is to personalize it and make it. And so my line about you know we lost for for the first week and a half of rehearsal was like, well, we lost one of our best when you quit. Yes, yes. You know, and the, but when I finally began to make it personal, you quit, yeah. and I'm pissed about it. Suddenly there's an edge to it. Yes. Uh, um, um, and it tells us a lot about you, and then you start to stutter and blah blah blah. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I think a large part of this play is a lot of information. There's a, yeah. there's a tremendous amount of information in this play, but the the reality and the real the the, the genius of Lauren Gunderson yeah. in this piece is that she has reminded us of of uh, 17th century life. Yeah. And, uh, and there the fact that you know people had many children and lost many children. People had horrible diets people did not live long there were many obstacles in the way to actually get this book done yeah. to have it actually printed the way Shakespeare would have wanted it 
uh, and, and and that's really uh, powerful to me and, and it's important to me be, partly because of that a lot of those things happened to my character John Hemmings and you and I uh, Jim talked about uh, I had a phone conversation before rehearsal started because we were excited to work together finally yes. um, but you had said um, you had said you read that first scene the first scene is Hemmings Connell and Burbage yes. ripping the shit out of another terrible performance of somebody doing the to be or not to be speech which is actors ripping other actors is a timeless thing. It's a, I mean, that first scene is like a mini play in itself. Absolutely. And and there is there is a, you say that a great deal of exposition that we that we've got to deliver without the personalizing it. Yeah, it, it can just feel like a load of information coming at the audience. Right. And hopefully we can go. We can go inside. Yeah, and we can't we can't enjoy each other's jokes too much because then we're keeping everybody out. So again, the more edge we bring to, you know, with everything that everybody says. Um, what did you did, did you and you're using now? You're using a Yorkshire accent. Yeah, I've, I, I've sort of softened, or uh, I don't know if I should say softened. Yes, yeah, softened a, a Yorkshire a uh, accent, uh, brought it further south toward London. Oh, here's. A pizza. Oh, fantastic. This is great for the moment. No, thank you very much. Thank we have you. now been served an authentically Jacobean pizza. <laughs> <laughs>Hi, I'm BJ Jones, Artistic Director of Northlight Theatre, and you are listening to the Reduce Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? Our holiday tour of the Ultimate Christmas Show Abridged continues this week with performances in San Jose, California, Algona, Iowa, Reston, Virginia, and La Mirada, California. Next winter, we'll bring William Shakespeare's long-lost first play abridged to Bloomington, Illinois, Hillsdale, Michigan, Tallahassee, Florida, South Padre Island, Texas, Livermore, California, Bluebell, Pennsylvania, Hayes, Kansas, Indianapolis, Indiana, La Crosse and Madison, Wisconsin, the new Victory Theater in New York City and the Pittsburgh Public Theater next June. We'll also be doing one performance of the Bible, the Complete Word of God abridged in Orono, Maine in March, and Pop-Up Shakespeare is now in its second printing and on sale worldwide. As always, the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader, our email newsletter. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring page for specific box office venue and ticket information. And now back to my conversation with Jim Ortlieb and Gregory Linnington, who played John Hemmings and Henry Condell, the two actors who compiled and published Shakespeare's first folio in both real life and in the Northlight Theater production of Lauren Gunderson's The Book of Will. Our pizza arrived just as I was asking Jim Ortlieb about John Hemmings's Yorkshire accent. South of Yorkshire. South of York. You brought it south. You yes, brought it, far brought it halfway between Yorkshire and, and London. It's just to make it uh, a, a little working class, and yet at the same time, I've been an actor for 20 have been an actor, not been an actor for about nine to twelve years, because you because Hemmings uh, the, uh, quit acting to become the manager of the Kingsman. That's right, and because uh, he had a little stutter, he was known for a stutter. Uh, so whether or not he quit because of that or didn't quit because of that, you'll have to read the play <laughs> or um, see it or see it. Um, so I so is it born this of guy to be more of a working class guy? He was a bookkeeper right. who who actually never stopped working at the docks. 
of uh, oh, uh, in London on the river, uh, counting vegetables and food and That's processing food for grocers in in uh, in London. So, so the the specificity of Yorkshire or south of Yorkshire is not found in the history books, but it was an exit that you chose. What I love about it is that it gives it, it gives Hemmings a different sound than the rest of us. Yes. And a different sound to, to Gregory as Henry, you know, who seems... Can you can you talk a little bit about the difference between Hemmings and Condal, uh, either in the play as written or as you guys are embodying them? I'm, I'm Chigger, and he's Eeyore. Oh my God, that's great. We need to tell every future. I mean, we're only the third, third company to perform these roles. And there's a fourth one now in DC at the Roundhouse. There's going to be soon to be a fifth one at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. And uh, that's at least. Le oh, at least. Oh my God, there'll be so more, so more. But 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 this play will be done so many more times. It's it will. Be. A wonderful piece. But that's such a great insight that Henry is Tigger. And Hemmings is Eeyore, and you got that from the script, yeah? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And I mean, he's, he's, he's drive, 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 drive. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. And John is not. He's not. He's not on board with it. Well, and you talked about Jim in in a, in a post show discussion yesterday. You talked about the fact that. He uh, Hemmings feels so much, or thinks so much, or what was? How, how do you well, describe it? Uh, well, um, I'm going to go back to Rudolf Steiner, who talks about temperaments quite a bit, and uh, I, I think the temperament of of John is more of a phlegmatic. He sees a stone, you know, a, a, a boulder in, in the road, and he sits for a couple of weeks before he says. Uh, there's something to do about it because there. Are, this is an obstacle that needs to be thought about. Right. Uh, so he's a slow guy, and you know, he's. I think he comes from hearty, hardworking stock. Where if there's they're planting things in the field, they have to go straight. They have to, and if something is in the way, they got to stop it or address it and look at it and figure out how to deal with that, and then come up with an answer. Rather than going around it and finding a different answer, right. stick to the original plan. That's right. And I and really, um, Gregory's work in this was so driven. He, he is so driven. He's so choleric and yet uh, 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 delightful at the same time and, and, and moving toward that goal that there had to be some uh, resistance. In, in my head, and it was... That was reality for John Hemmings. Yeah. Many things are in the way. In my head, it was sort of the head and the heart, that Henry is the head and and, and, and John is the heart. How much of that, do you, how much do you think is the um, the fact that it's you two, that Jessica has cast you two specific actors there's, in these there's roles? An, there's an age difference between the two of them. It's, oh, it's dictated right. by the script, so so I think that that's, that's part of it. But no, it definitely is, is, is speaks to... I think very good casting, and as much as we're 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 cast opposite each other, and we were, I think we were very lucky. I feel like to find each other. We were talking about this yesterday in a in a, in a talk back. How, how how lucky I really feel to be able to work with Jim, and how how great our chemistry is and rapport is. We share a dressing room. All of it is great and very very easy. I mean, it's, it yes. feels it feels like a very familiar. Sorry, it feels like a familiar 
relationship that I've had with you for a very, very long time. So, and I think that that's really coming across. I, I think you're right. I, I don't know how it would be with other actors. I'm sure it would have to be the same because the drive and the actions of the characters are rather clear. There's got, yeah, there's got to be a reason why John hesitates, and there's absolutely a reason why uh, uh, Henry doesn't. Because he's absolutely positive about these things, and it really it wouldn't have been done with without Henry. Right. And Henry, in some ways, Henry is the engine that drives this play to its uh, uh, peak, which everyone knows that we do succeed. But there are many okay. things in the way. Right. Spoilers. Um, um, well, uh, yeah, and I, I think that's in your performance as well, Gregory. The uh, the desperation. There's a desperation that Henry needs this thing to be published to preserve the work that was so Im important to us. It's rooted in the, the, the first scene in talking about this shite Hamlet that we've right. seen and how terrible it is. I do feel a, a very strong attachment to, to the words as they're written, not to say that you can't alter them or change them. Uh, I, I do feel like an advocate for, for Shakespeare. I proselytize all the time. I'm always trying to bring people on board in terms of my my personal love. I think that you, Gregory, not you, Henry. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And my teaching and everything. I'm always looking to to impart that enthusiasm and through sheer power of will, sometimes yeah. with students, bringing them over to 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 my side. I, that that feels very the, the the play. The role specifically, the role felt extremely. Like, I, I know exactly who this guy is. I know what he's doing, and I know the reasons why. Well, and we don't know. We don't know who Hemmings and Condell were, but in Lauren Gunderson's imagining, we now feel like we do. Yeah. Am I right? I, I agree. I think you're right. And the other thing that allows Henry to focus so strongly on the plays themselves is the luxury that he has in his living circumstances, because he did marry someone of means, and he is in that family and and in that world of means, where they were a part and related to people in the court. Of, uh, of I've never felt in my life. There's one line that I have where I say like in a kind of offhanded way, we could find the money. And I've never ever felt like that in my life. Right. I've never felt like I've had enough or we can we can just find it. Like money isn't an issue. Right. And that's that that that's one part of the play that I don't relate to. Where you're t where you're hundred percent completely acting. Right. Well, imagine that. We're actors for God's sake. Well and Jim, you said an interesting thing at the talk back yesterday, which is that you discovered just like a couple of performances ago, because mm -hmm. spoiler alert, your wife uh, uh, Rebecca dies in the course of the play. Yes. And, um, but you, you, you were saying that that, I mean, the death is a, certainly a motivator for, for your character. After her death, yes. After her absolutely. death. Yeah. But, and it, but, but it's also an inhibitor to you. It's an obstacle to you, uh, that you, a thing you've just discovered, that you think in the first, in Act One, even though you don't talk about it, you think she's already dying. You already know she's dying. Well, we know. Yes, there's a there's a dual scene that uh, Henry has with his wife, and I have with my wife and my daughter Alice, uh, played by Dana Black, who's just wonderful. Yeah. It's a large part of of of, yeah, that's of right. the that's the right. construction of that's the first right. folio that we really haven't spoken about. Um, but yes, I have a scene in the first act with with uh, my wife, mostly my wife. And I really do believe that has been a work in progress during our rehearsal and even through performances, uh, where I've realized that 
there's been a little bit of a question of what that scene's about. And for me, it was a discovery that really over the past few days that I think we both know, or I know, that she's very ill. That she is ill. That some that there are some very serious reminders that that um, <clears throat> art is not all. That real life and real relationships are really important to John Hemmings and all of us. And if they're not, the art won't necessarily work. But if they are, and you lose them, the art works much better. So it's really a, a, a very moving part of the play for me. Yeah. And re the real life behind it. And I, I've, that's the way I've lived my life, too. And I'm <clears throat> eventually, when I finally got married at 40. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, so you were slow in your own life. And that's as, exactly right. As is John Hemmings. Yeah. That's right. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. You can currently see Hemmings and Condell published the first folio in Lauren Gunderson's The Book of Will in Chicago at the Northlight Theater until December 17th. Go to northlight.org for tickets. You can see it in Bethesda, Maryland, just outside Washington, D.C. at the Roundhouse Theater until December 24th. Go to roundhousetheater.org for tickets. And next season, you can see The Book of Will at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival in Ashland. Go to osfashland.org. Org for tickets. Then send us your publishing miracle via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can also engage with us and other fans on Facebook or Twitter. You can find easy links to all these social networks at our website, reducedshakespeare.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener, Jim Ortlieb's at Jim Ortlieb, Gregory Linnington's at G Linnington, and playwright Lauren Gunderson's on Twitter too at Lala Tells a Story. Thanks, as always, to genuinely published actor Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Christopher Bowser. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to B.J. Jones, the artistic director of Northlight Theatre. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Titchener, 573 1718ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Well, gentlemen, it has been an honor to play a lion of the boards mm -hmm. with, the two, with the two and with you, you, sir. And, with um, you and here's to uh, a couple of the, the rest of a successful run. Cheers. Cheers. To Will. Mm. To Will. To Will. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less.